Hello, this is Dr. Jeff Craig, Superintendent of West Aurora Schools, and welcome to podcast number 20, featuring the voice of the Blackhawks, Mr. Neil Ormond. In addition to his nearly 60-year stint covering local sports, Mr. Ormond has served as a past board member and president of the West Aurora School Board and a past board member and chairman of the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. Currently, he is a volunteer coach for several of our athletic teams at West Raw High School and was a co-founder and still serves on the board of directors of both the Blackhawks Sports Boosters and the A-Plus Foundation for the West Aurora Schools. Mr. Ormond and his wife, Mary Clark Ormond, have three grown children. Their daughter, Laurel, serves as a paraprofessional at West Aurora High School. Their son, Neil Ormond IV, and his wife, Carla, live in California. And their daughter, Chrissy Ormond Swart. Husband Benny and granddaughter Emery live right here in Aurora. Neil, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Well, good to be with you, Dr. Craig. Absolutely. This is a, an honor and a pleasure. And as you say, this is a little role reversal. We, um, you're usually the one asking the questions, and I'm usually the one scrambling for answers. So <laughs> we'll see how that table turn goes. So a little tongue-in-cheek, your story uh, for West Aurora started just a few days ago. If you want to talk to us a little bit about, uh, share with the audience, kind of where it all began And then we'll kind of work down that road a little bit. Certainly. I have been blessed uh, with two wonderful parents, Marjorie and Neil Ormond, who uh, decided to move to the west side of Aurora, primarily because of the educational facilities. Uh, They were very involved uh, here in Aurora in a number of activities. Uh, My father worked for Lion Metal Products, and one of the first things he did was partner with uh, the Montgomery School, and that's now uh, Nicholson Elementary School. They were not in the district at the time, but because he involved them in so many things, and he and uh, my mother were so involved in District 129, the citizens of Montgomery had a vote in the 1950s and decided to join the school district 129. My mother was involved in all of the uh, various PTA activities. She was an officer and president of I think every one of the schools I attended for me and my four siblings. So uh, she, she really was a, a fantastic lady. And my parents really set the tone for me. Uh, they taught me values. Among them were the things that I still carry with me today, the value of an education mm-hmm. in one's life. Uh, and also uh, giving back to other people, paying it back for what you have gained and uh, volunteering in a number of organizations. And that started with me at an early age. I uh, went to kindergarten in, at Freeman Elementary School starting in 1946 and uh, progressed from there to, uh, Wash, uh, to West Aurora Junior High School. I was the first eighth grade class that did not graduate from grade school. We were uh, moved in 1952 to the old high school because we built the new high school, sure. created the uh, what is now a middle school. We call it a junior high back in those days. And after uh, uh, graduating um, ninth grade uh, and moving on to West Aurora High School in 1955, I became very involved in a number of activities. I was uh, uh, Academics were first, uh, of course, but I was involved in athletics. Uh, I lettered in uh, track, uh, basketball, uh, and was captain of the tennis team. Uh, in fact, in basketball, uh, I was a member of the West Aurora team that went downstate in 1958, finished in fourth place, and really started the tradition of West Aurora boys basketball being uh, one of the best in the state. I was involved in other activities, too. I was captain of the debate team. We went to the state 
finals down at uh, the University of Illinois. I remember well. Uh, I was also in my junior and senior class play at the high school, president of the science club. Uh, I just uh, had a very active life, and, uh, and my siblings did also when they attended West Aurora High School. They were all younger than I, and my parents used to tell me, you kind of set the bar for them, and they're going to try to jump over it. Uh, and many of them uh, did surpass some of the things that I did. So it started there, and I think the education that I got in 129, graduating from West Aurora High School in 1958, have stood with me the, the rest of my uh, life. Uh, so that's that's how it all started. Great exclamation point for not only the value of education, but uh, a little endorsement for the West Aurora schools in and of itself. Yes. And um, I'm hoping that the, the folks listening today, uh, takeaway being that great parent involvement in knowing what their kids are doing, encourage them to be involved, but then your actual participation and your siblings uh, taking advantage of all the things that our schools have to offer. I think we're upwards of 65 clubs and activities at the high school and 24 varsity sports. There's probably not a club or activity that doesn't encompass or encumber um, one of our students' needs. So uh, That's outstanding. And what a change from when I was in school. We had only six sports, oh, all for boys. We were a much smaller school, yeah. but uh, still we didn't have the opportunities. And I think it's a credit to you and your staff and uh, the teachers that uh, we have developed such an excellent academic program. Great opportunities, that's yes. for sure. But take advantage of them. So, you know, I, I picked up a little bit uh, when you went to uh, the debate uh, competition down at the University of Illinois. And, and speaking of universities, uh, you have quite the uh, uh, educational background and resume yourself. Your bachelor's degree from Yale, uh, your MBA from Stanford. So those aren't exactly next door Midwest um, institutions. And I know you said originally your parents moved here to the west side, but what brought you back from Yale and Stanford? Well, I think I received an outstanding education uh, here at West Aurora, but also at Yale. Uh, and then I went on to Stanford in business school, uh, thinking that maybe business would be my major. Um, after my uh, two years at, at Stanford, and I uh, again had activities such as I was sports director of the student radio station, worked with uh, uh, ABC and NBC television in doing that. I actually had a number of job offers and was torn between going into broadcasting. NBC had offered me an opportunity in Seattle, Washington to replace uh, the legendary Keith Jackson. Uh -huh. He was not legendary at the time. He yeah. was a young man. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to get into news and out of sports. And uh, when they uh, called me, they said, we'd like to make you an offer as an on-the-air talent to replace him. And I really wrestled with that. Uh, but in the end, uh, I took a job with Standard Oil uh, in Chicago. And I was the first Master of Business Administration graduate that they had hired. Uh, it was a fairly new academic uh, subject. And so I wanted to use that. And the opportunity to come back to Chicago meant that I would be close to my hometown. Uh, I had four younger siblings that we were all very close, and my parents. And in the end, I think it came down to a feeling that this was the place I could live in Aurora, commute to Chicago, which I did for 35 years on the train, and uh, still have a life in, in Aurora. 
And uh, that was the swing factor. And once I got here, I found I had really the, the best of both worlds Absolutely. because I was able to get use my business education, but also do broadcasting and get associated with my uh, high school sure. alma mater. And Keith Jackson, well, that raises some eyebrows. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty uh, honorable company, that's for sure. Um, you know, you, you talked about the broadcasting and the sports director positions, and I know you've had some extensive experience, and I'm going to kind of pull some of those out from you. In 2019, you received the IHSA Distinguished Media Award, and currently you're one of the longest active media members in Illinois. If you could pick maybe your top two experiences um, through your broadcast and through your, your sports media, what would those be? Oh, boy. I'm going to push you a little bit. <laughs> I've had so many great memories in the past 59 years that I have been broadcasting and uh, serving as the voice of the Blackhawks. But I think standout memories would certainly include the state finalist competitions of our boys basketball team sure. coming so close to winning the state in 1976, losing it at the final buzzer on a, a long 25-footer. But the state championship in 2000 was the culmination of so many uh, coming close tries. Both teams 31 and 1 coming into the state championship game. Real double team dribbles out of it, drives, lays it up, and in! Austin Real! He was double teamed, he took it to the hole anyway. 10 points for Austin. 58 57 is the score. Blackhawks by 1. 5.1 seconds to go. 36 years of broadcasting uh, state tournament basketball and feeling right now is unique. Eight-tenths of a second. Eight-tenths of a second left in the game. It's out of bounds to Westinghouse at quarter court. Here we go. Bailey looks for the inbound. He gets it in the backcourt. He fires from 45 feet. Yes! Yes! Will stick with me forever. The the 76 game was unique in that uh, we had led most of the second half, and when that last shot went in by Laird Smith of Morgan Park to beat West Aurora by one point, I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach, and mm. I could not speak for, it seemed like uh, 20 to 30 seconds. Very dramatic, and it was one of those things that resolved, uh, that, that, that had me say in my thoughts that the community has to win a state championship after coming so close and not winning it. And so 2000 was the culmination of that. Another one that was unique and will stick with me forever was in 2000. Uh, we not only had a, a great boys team, but we had a great girls team. And I was uh, uh, volunteering as a coach uh, in those days, and I had the opportunity to not only serve as a coach in the state finals with my daughter, Chrissy, playing on the team, but I also broadcast the ball game. We set up the radio table uh, not too far away from the bench, and every timeout and every uh, break at the quarter and the halftime, the pregame, postgame, I was able to go over and broadcast uh, and, and give my uh, recollections and feelings from the bench. And, and the fact that my daughter played on that team and, and uh, 
they were down there in the state finals. That was very memorable. And another memorable thought about that was that we played Galesburg, and they had a, uh, an outstanding star player. Her name was Whitney Russon, later to be known as Whitney Martino, ah. who was now at West Aurora. Yes. And when she was interviewing for a job at West Aurora, as the school board president, they wanted me to interview her. And I asked her, how would it feel to come to work at West Aurora, the team that you played in the state finals in basketball? And she was quite taken aback. I bet. I bet. <laughs> I assured her that wouldn't have any impact on our decision. But, uh, yeah, Whitney was playing for Galesburg in those days. What a days. great connection. Yeah. What a great connection. Well, thanks for sharing those memories. You know, I, I, when you mentioned the, just the breadth of your experience and the time that you've invested, probably could have landed on 15 or 20 different memorable moments. But... You know, that's that's only part of, of you, know, you talk about the, being the voice of the Blackhawks, and a lot of our audience knows at least your voice. It's a very striking voice. It, as soon as your voice comes on, they go, Neil Normand, I got that. But they, they may not know all the other time that you devote and commit to our, our sports and athletic teams, our kids. Um, you volunteer coaches, you mentioned earlier, uh, but not just for one sport, but for a variety of sports. Can you kind of give us a little bit of a rundown by sport, how many years you've committed to them, and maybe talk about some of those those takeaways from all that time that you've committed to uh, West Aurora High School and those teams? Yes, I started coaching right after I retired uh, from W.W. Granger. Uh, I had been vice president of human resources for about 20 years there uh, and was into the broadcasting and would uh, take my vacation time to enable me to do uh, high school tournaments. But the coaching came after I retired, and my own children were coming into the high school uh, and the lower levels. Uh, all three eventually graduated from West. They were all athletes. Um, but I saw it as an opportunity, and I had become friendly with the coaches, and they invited me to come coach. So I started about 25 years ago coaching three sports, sometimes four, uh, in, a, in a school year. And over the years, I, th this will be in, this spring, of 2022, my 80th season wow. of being a volunteer coach. And uh, every year I've been fortunate to be uh, on the varsity level and having an opportunity to uh, work with a lot of young people here at the high school. Uh, I started with the uh, boys track and uh, cross country, uh, girls track. And in the last 20 years or so, I really have focused primarily on girls tennis in the fall, basketball for the girls in the winter, and softball in the spring. So I've, I've been doing back-to-back -back and uh, go from one season to the, to the next. So what keeps you coming back? The, the kids, yeah. the students. Uh, the opportunity every year to work with a new group, a new team, uh, and to develop each one of those athletes to be the best that they can be, to develop a team because a lot of them come in as individual stars. They really haven't experienced that, particularly the, the girls. I have found uh, the girls particularly didn't have a lot of experience growing up in those sports, mm. uh, playing sports, and benefiting from all of the things that it contributes, the, the discipline, the teamwork, all of the factors that are in athletics, just as in the academic classroom. Students need to learn how to deal with adversity. Mm. They need to learn how to win, but also how to lose gracefully uh, with class. And some of them haven't had that experience until they get to high school. That's what keeps me coming back. You know, and I'm glad you said that because um, that's such a key. We were talking before we, uh, we started our podcast this morning 
just about the mindset of, of student athletes, whether they're at the elementary or the high school, um, post-secondary and on up to the world championships and Olympic games, that mindset is so critical. Yes. And uh, it, it transitions into life skills. Definitely. Um, how do we get past challenges and, and deal with adversity? So uh, shifting gears a little bit, you raised the topic of working with those kids that maybe haven't had some of that coaching or haven't had some of those challenges before. And some kids, they hit that for, you know, maybe they're gifted, talented, and they they found lots of success just naturally. And they hit that first, somebody's better than me, somebody's stronger than me, somebody's faster than me, somebody's taller than me. And you spend a lot of time with our student athletes picking that up and helping build some of that self-esteem and um, so that's a long way of saying that's something that you can provide for a lot of our student athletes. Your, your daughter, Chrissy, has talked about your grandchild, uh, which I know you're extremely proud of. Yes. Um, I remember months before Emery was born, uh, you were just on top of the world. And every time I raise that up, I can see it on your face as we speak right now, that she is going to be in the class of 2039 of West Rural High School. That just seems like space age. <laughs> so when you talk about what you provide for our student athletes now and that environment that they're in, what do you hope for your own granddaughter in 2039 that those experiences and that environment will be like at West Rural High School? What are your hopes and dreams for her at that point? Having a grandchild is really unique. It's the first grandchild that my dear wife Mary and I have. Emery is a special blessing. And just as all of my three children are, their opportunity to go through District 129 and learn a lot of life skills, I've seen the value of that. And I hope that Emory will take advantage of the so many opportunities uh, that are in School District 129. Uh, Chrissy is committed to uh, living in the district and, and having her go to West, and, and uh, she's kind of a chip off the old block. She's already getting involved uh, in uh, doing student teaching at West on a uh, substitute basis. We need all those, absolutely. And, uh, she also has been uh, coaching uh, several of our teams, and just this past week she helped me broadcast because I coached the girls. Uh, we wanted to put them on our uh, NFHS network, and she did play-by-play uh, in -play and color with uh, Rick Albright, and they, they had uh, quite an experience. So I think just coming to, into a school district that has so many opportunities, I hope she takes advantage of exploring the different things to find out what she likes, what she might be good at. Uh, I hope she takes advantage of our course offerings. The so many courses, uh, advanced placement classes, and things that I didn't have the benefit of. Sure. In fact, when I was in second grade, the, the teacher, my mother talked to the teacher about uh, could additional work be given me? And at that time, the district said, no, everybody has to follow the same pattern. But they did decide to promote me to fourth grade. I skipped third grade. And that was the way they dealt with a student who wow. wanted to take on new challenges. Now the district has really uh, added so many great things. Uh, uh, I hope she takes advantage of it. And I hope that she uh, takes away the value that I know I and my children have taken away of growing up in a diverse community of fellow students. Uh, my daughter Chrissy was voted uh, the uh, friendliest person in her class. And to this day, many of her friends are people who came from different backgrounds. And she really thrived 
When she went to college, she didn't find many of her classmates who had had those same kind of experiences that she had in 129. And today that certainly exists. And I just hope that Emory becomes a, a good person and someone who really appreciates the value that diversity can bring. Well, and I, I have no doubt that the, uh, the people she's surrounded by will help encourage her in that direction. So I appreciate that. I'm going to ask you kind of a two-parter here. Uh, This is a little uh, probably personal from my perspective. Back in, geez, would have been uh, winter of 2014 uh, was my first interaction with you uh, through the interview process, um, the hiring process. And then uh, through our board interactions, I was the benefactor of of your mentoring, of your guidance, of your your demeanor, your approach to problem solving. And uh, for that, I am forever grateful and thankful. And, and every time I see you, I try to express my appreciation um, for your leadership. Um, you are certainly in part responsible for me being here, so hopefully nobody takes that as a bad thing. You and um, your dear wife, Mary, who <laughs> baked some great chocolate chip cookies when I visited you out in Iowa. It's all about getting to the stomach, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm going to ask you, you've provided that for myself as a sitting superintendent. What kind of counsel would you give for students as they're starting to head into their high school years and looking beyond for what's next? What kind of guidance would you give to our students and our kids first? I would say take advantage of every opportunity you can, both in the classroom and uh, in extracurricular activities. Uh, This is a unique opportunity, and your interests will uh, maybe grow or wane depending on your exposure to the many opportunities that you'll have here. So I would definitely recommend to uh, set some stretch goals Mm -hmm. academically. Uh, Maybe it's going to be challenging, but I I know we have so many great teachers who uh, are so supportive of students. Uh, and, and helpful to students. Uh, and I know from an athletic coaching standpoint, uh, there are other coaches like me who spend a lot of time, not on the X's and O's, but on the personal lives of, of the students. So I would say communicate and be open to your teachers and classmates to learn as much as you can. Great advice. Great advice. Now we've got, you know, we, I think when I first got here, we were, we were pretty heavily veteran staff. And uh, part of our challenge those first few years is a lot of turnover as retirements were starting to uh, take place. In fact, I think our first year we hired roughly 118 teachers into the district out of our almost 900 certified staff. But we've got a lot of our, our younger staff now, and we're, we're trying to build our bench, whether it's in the teaching ranks or whether it's in our custodial ranks, whether it's in our paraprofessionals or any of our, our organization administratively uh, in the classroom. A lot of our young folks have aspirations of other opportunities moving up through our organization. What kind of advice, encouragement would you give to staff to think about how to approach those next steps uh, to improve themselves? I think School District 129 is a very unique place. We have so many opportunities, so many people willing to help them grow in whatever directions they want. So I would recommend that they open themselves up to uh, getting to know their colleagues, uh, being open with their, the people who are in supervisory positions, explore the many opportunities we have, and explore the kind of students we have and what their needs are. If you focus on the, the students first, 
uh, you'll find that your abilities and passions will adapt to what those needs are. And it's, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. And so I would hope that uh, all of our younger teachers would explore these opportunities, get to know as many people and students as they can, and, and find mentors who are uh, more than willing to help them along the way. That's great advice. You know, and I hope people are listening to that because uh, that's just sage advice that helps people uh, improve themselves and move forward and, and make a difference on people's lives. Yes. Our last piece that I'd like to kind of probe down, um, back in 2019, we started uh, our Challenge Coin, and uh, you were one of our very first um, recipients. And um, based on respect for your body of work, who you are and what you mean to our district, in fact, I think even in that narrative um, and in many times when we speak about Neil Ormond, he's referred to as a West Aurora legend. It's pretty lofty. I'm humbled by it. <laughs> well, but you, you, you haven't done that because of one event. It's been over uh, many years and a lot of effort, and you've earned it. So that's, that's, a, that's a title that people have kind of thrown upon you. But what do you hope for your legacy to be that you leave behind? I would hope that... My legacy would include uh, that people see me as a, a good human being, mm. one who is concerned about others. Certainly in a school setting, the students come first. I hope that my legacy would include being loyal to the school district and to the community that I live in, uh, that I gave of my time, talent, and treasure to the school district and the activities that I participated in. I think it, it would be great to be known as someone who made the world and this district a better place for not only our students, but our staff. Those would all be things that I would be very proud of. Well, I certainly think that uh, that's kind of how people view you right now. Uh, you've certainly made an impact on, on our lives. And uh, for all of the years that you've contributed, we, we thank you. You've made a big difference in the West Aurora community and probably the state of Illinois. And so we appreciate all that you have done. And I appreciate you, Neil, uh, for being here this morning and having a conversation with us. Well, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to uh, work with you, Dr. Craig, uh, and uh, so happy to work with all of the people on your staff uh, who, who make this really a very, very special district. You know, it really is. And people, you know, that even 10, 15, 20 minutes from here, that just don't know who we are. And then they come here and they get to see what we're made of and what we're about. Mm -hmm. And they're shocked. Other superintendents, principals, they, they, they come in and they said, we had no idea. So you're absolutely right. This is, uh, we are our own little treasure right here. We are indeed. Absolutely. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for all that you do. And thanks for you, uh, for your sharing your wisdom today. My pleasure. Thank you. I would uh, ask everyone to please remember that you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. I would encourage you to subscribe to our broadcast and please give us your feedback so we can continue to improve our discussions. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you next time.